Let's learn for a few minutes. I want to share with you a fascinating midrash on the parsha. I, I can't believe I never learned this inside before. This is really, I learned it this week. Something so beautiful. So the context is the where we're at in the parsha is like we're about, we leave Mitzrayim, Paro's running after us. There's a very, very interesting passage where it says, Okay, now, start turning around again. It's like, Mom, we're, we're running, we're running. They're running after us. Hashem says, start turning around again. And then, as we're about to... What's going on over here? We thought we were done with this. We thought the Makos were done. We were out of our Mitzrayim. Happens to us all the time. I thought I was done with this. I tasted freedom. I saw the light. I'm already out of this. Hashem tells me to turn around. All this Balagan... The Pasuk says, Moshe la'am, al tiru, don't, don't freak out. Moshe Rabbeinu is telling them all, don't freak out. You're going to see. Stand up straight. You're going to see what Hashem is going to do for you today. Hashem is going to take care of all this. It's a lot of parshanism. What this word, what does it really mean? And Hashem tells them, you just, like, you, be, you, you don't do anything. Let Hashem run the show. Listen to this midrash. I'm sure you've seen it. I just never really, I, I, never, I, I don't think I ever saw this before. The Mechotah says like this. Arba kitos nasu Yisrael alayam. We get to the Amsuf, we go into four different, we, we go into four different kitot, to four different groups. Achas omeres nipolayam. One group in Am Yisrael said, we're just going to, we're going to throw ourselves into the water right now. Well, what are we going to, what are we going to do? Another group of Yidin said, let's, let's start going back. Let's go back to Egypt. Let's wage war against them. Which means we're going to start to scream up to Shemaim right now. Four groups. One says, let's jump into the water. One says, let's go back to Egypt. One says, let's wage war. And another says, what was the last one? Scream out. Yefe. So the Midrash says, So in reply to those that said, let's jump into the water. Don't do that. Stand up straight and get ready to watch Yeshua Hashem. That's the answer to the first one. Then the Midrash says, To the ones that said, let's go back to Egypt, you don't, you don't have to go back. There's no more tikkunim to go back there. Don't go, been there, done that. And what about those that say, let's now wage war? Hashem yilachem lachem, the Midrash says. Hashem says, no, no. Hashem yilachem lachem. V'zo sh'amra netzavach kenegdam starts screaming, you be silent now. It's like this, this, this Midrash is saying there's four different groups and they each get answered. They each get answered by Hashem in this one Pasuk over here. And this opens the door to, a, to two things, one from Rav Kook and one from, from the Rebbe expands on this from the, from, from, from the Friedeker Rebbe. So the Rebbe says that these four different Chelkei Deot, you have to understand, and it reminds me of Someone that I, I knew he was right, but I hated the fact that he was right when he said to me, was like, this guy, you, know when, you know when someone's right and you, you hate that they're right. It's 
No, just me. <laughs> you hate her, right? So, guy was, was a guy I was, was working with. He was a he was a big producer of big events here in Israel. For a certain, for a few years, he was like the main guy that put together like Shemesh Fest. All these big. For a few years, this one guy, this great guy. His father was a big rub in in in, uh, in Zimbabwe, I think, in South Africa. Zwebner, last name. His name was John T. Zwebner. Lives in Beit Shemesh. And he said to me, it was right during one of the Bechirot, I don't remember which elections, where there was so much rage and anger. And by the way, everything I'm saying right now sounds nothing like the way we usually speak in the morning after Shachas. So he said, you know, the Emes, my father taught me a Yisod. Every prime minister, every leader in Am Yisrael really thinks that the way that they're holding is probably the best Totsa'ah for Am Yisrael. So when he when I, when I you know when he said that inside of me, I, I knew he, I knew that there isn't a of course of course he's right. I just don't want to think. I want to think. I want to hold on to my opinion that, you know, no, they're just they're not thinking about Am Yisrael. There's an ulterior motive, and it's, everyone's trying to do the best. Everyone is trying to do the best that they can based on their limited perception. The Rebbe says over here, listen, these four kitot, the Rebbe, he has a lot of sikhs on this midrash. The Rebbe says, these four groups of people, let's look inside. They actually were thinking, they, they weren't, it wasn't, it seems like it's Yehush, especially the first two groups. One was, let's jump into the water. The other one was, let's go back to Egypt. But the Rebbe says, no, they, they actually, they looked at reality and they said, listen, I got to deal with reality. What's in front of me is that right now they're coming to kill me. I got nothing on this. What if I have a mitzvah to do? I have to be my nefesh for Kiddush Shem Shemaim. Now it's true that you don't, the Torah wasn't given yet. So basically they didn't, and they didn't know exactly the laws of Messias Nefesh, when you do have to mosir your nefesh and when you don't. But these Yidin, that were the Egyptians are running after them, they said, this must mean the mitzvah right now is being mosir nefesh for, for, for Yichud Avaya, whatever that means. And the Rebbe says that's where they were coming from. And Hashem said, no, 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 that's, that's not the Messias Nefesh we're talking about. Second group says, we got to go back to Mitz. This must mean, logically speaking, if they're running after me, I got, the Midrash says, you know, when we got closer and closer to the sea, so basically we were surrounded by the Egyptians, and then suddenly also these wild chayos raus, the Midrash says, came and attacked us on both sides as well. So they're like, listen, this must mean, logically speaking, nitna rosh v'na we got to go back to Egypt. And, but what was, what was the logic? They were saying, if Hashem is showing us that this is happening to us, it must mean there are more riches that we didn't take care of. There were more things we didn't, we didn't grab everything. Mm-hmm. And, or they said, the Rebbe says an amazing thing, or look at the Gilui Elokus, the revelation of godliness that was taking place that last year in Mitzrayim, was like never before in the world. Like we said, I don't know, Monday night maybe, said, if I was Paro, remember? Mm-hmm. If I was Paro, I would, have, I would never send the Yidin out of Mitzrayim. Why? The sound, the effects, the show that he was seeing for a whole year of godly, of godliness fully revealed. Why would he send, you know, if you're experiencing that, why would you, why would you stop that? So maybe the Rebbe says, maybe these Yidin were like, maybe the Gilui Elokus that was happening back then wasn't done, or we didn't take care of the Shalal, we didn't get rid, you know, we, we didn't take everything that we're supposed to get. And the Rebbe says, listen, the Kav's close for them as well. Regarding the, 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 the third group was Nas and Milchama Kenegdam, let's wage war. So they said, if a Yid is forced into a situation that he has to fight, even if he's told, even if he's not told you have to fight by Hashem, we got to be Giborei Chayel. 
But we, they weren't told to fight. They were in constant communication between Moshe Rabbeinu and HaKadosh Baruch They weren't told this either. But the Rebbe says this was not coming from a place of uh, gaiva or anything. They just thought this was the right thing to do. And regarding the fourth group that said, it's, listen, now it's time to scream. And Hashem, and Hashem basically says, Atem tacharishun, can you blame a Yid that his inner kishkas are telling him right now? Right now, the only thing I have to do is to daven. And obviously, we're dealing with the weird, one of the most difficult psukim in the whole Torah. In the whole Torah, right? Matitzak elai, daber al bnei Yisrael ve'isau. Which is basically Hashem telling Moshe Rabbeinu, now is not the time to daven. Which is a very, very, it's a very hard thing to make, to make sense of. So, all of these things in life, this is a beautiful concept. We have a few more minutes. Listen to this beautiful concept of Rav Kook. Makes shalom between all this. It's not this quote, it brings all shalom. One of the things that we have to deal with in our life is called nesiat hafachim. That means dealing with living in dichotomy. Hefech. I live in a world of hafuchim. Everything's hafuch hafuch. So nesiat hafachim can either mean I have to learn how to live with hafuch hafuch with dichotomy, or I have to nesiat hafachim, which means to lift up situations in life like seem, that seem that they don't add up. When we were leaving Mitzrayim, Parshas B'Shalach, there's a few psukim that Am Yisrael are met with the reality where nothing added up. That's where we're at in these psukim, where they're like, the Egyptians are behind me, I got water in front of me, I have wild beasts all around me. We, where we were, and for those few psukim was that as much as you thought there was confusion up until then in the history of Am Yisrael, nothing came close to the confused state of mind that every Jew was met with. As the sea didn't split, they didn't know what was going on. So Rav Kook says like this, this is from Enayan, Masechet Brachot, so gorgeous. You hear Rav Kook, I, I, I feel like, I feel clean. I don't know what it is, I feel like, like little Rav Kook, I just feel clean, I feel nice. I feel like I could testify for something right now. I feel like I'm like, like Naki. I don't know, Rav Kook always makes me feel Naki. So it's, like, it's basically a plan Rav Kook's perish on the, on the Gemara there in Bracha. It's like this. HaKadosh Baruch Hu bara otanu be'ofen she'yesh lanu kisharon le'nesiyat hafachim. Hashem created us with this talent. This talent is that a, a Jew is able to live in a life which seems to be a dichotomy and yet it doesn't it doesn't break him. Liot kashuv live. We have this ability to listen to our heart, but not to basically not to just give in to what the heart, the emotions are feeling. to feel the waves, the ocean, the craziness in the world. He's saying, we have the ability to listen to all these things that, again, crying, happiness, we don't get startled when we're stuck in a situation where nothing is adding up because we're made out of something that's called Pashut Bitachon. Now, today was the Yorzeit, the Rebbe Rayat, and, and the coattails of this Yorzeit. He takes this concept, and everything we said based on this Midrash now, we'll see what the Rebbe was really telling us. Habitachon agamur bahashem. When does it mean that I have bitachon? Bitachon doesn't mean that I trust everything will be okay. That's kind of like a good optimist. Bitachon is something else. 
ביטחון גמור בהשם, קומפליט ביטחון על השם, הוא כשאין צל מראה מקום ומקור גשמי מאין יבוא העזר. ביטחון is, is that nothing, there are no variables in my life that are leading me, that are adding up right now, to show me that there can be an outcome here that makes sense. That's ביטחון. כשיש צל מראה מקום, when I have a little bit of being optimistic about something, or I see here there's a little bit of light that could show me that things will be okay, that's not really ביטחון, that's just like, okay, I'm going to let this good feeling lead me ahead. אבל עניין ביטחון בהשם הוא כשאין לו אפילו צל מראה מקום, meaning exactly the place we were met over here. When we were met with this place, right as we were leaving, and then the Milchelta says there are four groups of Am Yisrael that started forming. So the Rebbe's Belamed Schut on all of them. He's saying each of them were coming from the right place. Each group meant like, listen, I'm going to go back to Egypt because maybe there's stuff I got to do. I'm going to jump into the sea because maybe I'm going to do Kiddush Hashem right now by giving my life. Or I'm going to start fighting because that's what a Jew does. Or I'm basically going to start to scream and daven because that's what a Jew does too. Because nothing else was adding up. But the Rebbe says what the craziest thing is that no Jew came to the conclusion that Hashem ended up telling them to do. What did Hashem end up telling them to do? None of the four. He said, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. What did he say? Move forward. I know it doesn't make sense to you. Just keep on going forward. Into what? There's water here. There's a great story happening. So in our own lives as well, when we get to places and situations in life that simply don't add up logically, the rational mind cannot grasp any, any seichel out of this whole thing. Just remember, we've, we've, we've been there, we've done that, and Bezrat Hashem Barach, with that emunah and bitachon that we have together, whatever was in Egypt is katana lenu. Lumat, what we're Bezrat Hashem going to be experiencing with Hashem. Okay. Shakrach, everyone, we got it, Damon.